Hello, and welcome to Divisive oh. Issues. Well, it sounded like you, like, yelled. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just get so excited to talk to my friends. <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-fans talk about controversial and noteworthy comics and comic book history. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And before we begin, we, we let Daryl Ryan, pick the no, books. no, wait. Ryan dropped this nugget of knowledge on me that has enlightened me beyond like all my years of being on this podcast. I was blown away. It's unfortunate we weren't recording this. He said DC stands for Detective <laughs> Comics. Yeah, true story. Did you know this, viewers? Uh, rate, subscribe, like. Yeah, this is this is the sequel to our last Robin issue where we were like, Detective Comics is bored. What is this? <laughs> the ultimate twist. It is a company. So, why talk about DC when you can talk about DH too? Ooh. Right, Daryl. Yeah, Death's Head two, not the first one. He's very extreme, and I when I say that I mean X. Yeah. Hyphen yeah, like uh, Adam X. Oh uh, yeah. So this is gonna be a crossover with Death's Head and the X Men. Which is what... Oh yeah, yeah. There's X Men in this too, so it's it's the best of all worlds. I get Death's Head. Phil gets X Men. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is basically an X Men story, not a Death Head story. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ryan gets all the cheesecake he loves in comics. So, so okay, if you remember, we did a Death's Head two episode a long time ago, and if you want more backstory of this character, go listen to that. And if you don't remember anything about it, you're just like me, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, just a quick, just a quick note. Uh, when we did the episode. I read uh, this the story arc we're doing now and that story arc. Daryl never read that story arc, so he was he was he was like. I, I did read that story arc. I this was my favorite though, <laughs> I, I, which blows my fucking mind because I was like, <laughs> that is objectively better in every way, like art, uh, <laughs> storytelling, character work. Uh, like, wow. Uh, so that told me a lot about Daryl's uh, taste. In uh, this book has a lot of good butts in it. Yeah. So yeah. that is, I was going to say that's probably the best part. That, of is, that. that is, that is <laughs> the only, that's the only hypothesis I ever understand. Daryl's, this book has a lot of t- TNA, as Daryl put it. Uh, and that was probably why Daryl loved it so much as a kid. So we're doing the Yeah, when we say kid, what, what age are we talking about here? Um, it mu- I must have been like six or eight when I was like reading this. <laughs> oh, that's pretty Not young seven, too, though. Like, yeah. It wasn't, see, here's the thing. It wasn't the TNA I was so much interested in, but like b- giant badass looking dudes. And this oh, book, tracks. this book is full of it. And also, when I was a kid, I didn't read. Like I didn't care to read it because it was so wordy. As Sly knows, I hate words on comics, and so I never read it. I just oh looked my at God. the drawing. Everything, everything comes full circle. Daryl, it's so hard to make fun of you because you're so <laughs> dumb already, and you just are like, "This is the way I am." How do I make fun of someone who's so honest about that? <laughs> you don't. So I win. We're doing. The Death Said 2 ongoing, I guess this is, when in what, like the early 90s or whatever? I, I just want to say, like, it's funny, like, I, I read 60s comics when I was a kid, and I loved it because I loved all the character work and the plot, and they all made me feel bad, saying, oh, it's not using the medium fully well, because, you know, there's not enough uh, action being displayed with the, with, the, with, the, with the art. And I was like, yeah, you're right, you're making all these social arguments. Then he's like, no, it was all because I didn't read as a child, so that's why I made that fucking statement. So we're doing the first four issues by Dan Abnett and this Liam is- 1992, it's volume oh two, it's the second run 
Whereas the what we first covered was volume one, four issues. Oh but it was his, his first ongoing series. His first. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It lasted sixteen issues. Yeah, and, and it went downhill like immediately after this one. Like this this series has so many fucking times. It starts as a sequel to a tie-in. Something happened between <laughs> this issue and the last one where they found the fucking sapphire lotus, which is like this MacGuffin that can change reality. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to start with the cover. Oh, it's so excellent. It's one of those fold-out covers, so it's like Isn't three it? covers wide. Yeah. And it's got Death's Head 2, which if you remember is just this big buff robot looking guy with like a skull face. He's got a- red dreadlocks, he's solid <laughs> blue, he has one arm that transforms into like anything he wants it to be. He's a robot, but he has like a skeleton face, so he kind of looks like an alien too, and he's immortal and no one can beat him. I love him. And he's got like a thousand personalities in his head. Yep. And he's holding an unconscious rogue, gambits on the ground. You have Wolverine bearing his claws and he's covered in war paint. He's Death's Head 2's getting That's hit not war paint, just a miscolorization. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of miscolorization in this comic. I'll point them out as we get there. Cyclops <laughs> is hitting Death's Head with an optic blast. That Death's Head doesn't, doesn't even care about. He's like, well, whatever. <laughs> there's uh, some guy with a sword for a hand wearing a poncho. Johnny a... Storm is flying, but he's green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is, by the way, uh, Daryl keeps saying we should do more, 90s, do, more, do more 90s comics, do more Rob Liefeld. Uh, this this embodies everything that's shitty about 90s comics. Uh, like... It's everything that's good about 90s comics, let's be honest. And there's also like a half-naked woman who's using her levitation powers to make a chair float but, around. When I say that, it's like oh, literally it's like, good. here's new characters. Uh, Kite, his power is he has a sword for a knife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Green's a sword jo- for a hand. Uh, and oh, here's his. Here's another girl. A sword who, for a knife. Here's Johnny Storm. Green's Johnny Storm's psychic. A woman with uh, claw fingers, like fucking yeah. Lady Deathstrike. Uh, wait, great characters. Wonder why these yeah, guys when when Slade's talking about how this embodies an ice, it really does because like yeah, a lot really of story does. parts don't matter. Everything's like loosely tied together. It's like overly quippy. There's a hundred new characters. Everyone looks like crazy and buff. There's not like like all the body types are the same. Rogue's body type is the yeah. same as this and- lady's body type. Who's the same as Tuck? Who's the same yeah. as this alien lady? Later, it looks kind of like like pulpy, like pulp Pin-ups. novel covers. Yeah, yeah, where they're just like the the ladies are just really their, their figure is very they got curves, yeah, yeah. very accentuated. Yeah, yeah, and the plot is basically one extended fight scene. There's, yes. there's only like a panel or two to connect the fight scenes, but it's really just one large fight scene that just continues gets briefly broken up by a panel or two to connect the next fight. Uh, yeah. This book is written for kids that don't want to read. It's for Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> That's my official stamp on this. <laughs> and I also love how uh, Ryan mentioned that he has like a thousand like uh, personalities in his head. This is, this is supposed to explain his, his why he's such a good fighter because he has like all these fighters yeah. like in his mind. But the only one that ever comes out is this like 90s edgelord. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, out of all the personalities that are in there, he really is just like a, a quippy one-liner asshole. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it. how everyone does like a character that's like a thousand years old and then they're always just like like a, a solemn, sullen asshole. Or they, they're edgy too where they're like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> and, yeah. and so uh, when I said the artist uh, uh, like a step down, uh, for one, it's a lot rougher. It's trying to be more like Jim Lee in this one. I like I like kind of just like some of the softer feeling to Liam Sharp's uh, pencils in the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a lot of laziness. Like the first three panels in this comics are all copy and pasted pictures of this bar in Paxton, <laughs> yeah. Oregon, where, where all adventure stories start. Paxton, Oregon. <laughs> Yep, and so inside of this, you get Dan Abnett's the writer, and he's like, Paxton has a population of 703, and it's like, everything's like peaceful. 
it's one of the quietest urban areas in the world. And then you see Crash and Death's Head just punches a guy and saying, give me a break. No, and it says it's one of the quietest urban areas in the world. Next panel. Not. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the, love the, that. The guy's <laughs> punching his guy I mentioned before with his sword hand. His name is Kai. His power is literally has his sword hand. That's all he does. He should be now. Uh, spoilers. That's Charnel. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's why he, he is a person of interest later. Yeah, because remember at the the very end of Death's Head 1, Charnel, the guy that beat literally everyone in the entire world except the Punisher, he was the last person left he's fighting him. He's a mutant! So what happens mutant. is Charnel splits into two bodies and one goes to the end of time and the other goes to what? Pax and Oregon, I guess. I don't remember any of this. Is this what either. it's like to be Phil on this podcast? <laughs> no, because I still don't remember any of it. I guess it is like <laughs> So this guy was Baron Strucker, uh, Nick Fury's fucking enemy. He becomes, he becomes half a robot, and then he becomes a mutant. Like, this makes fucking sense. This is quality writing. So I told you, man, we're two pages in. Anyway, he's, he's fighting this guy, and we get, like, a lot of good, like, just these guys being dicks to each other. Deathhead's like, just what's your problem, bozo? And he's like, not bozo. Apart from personal freshness, let's say. Oh, but even, oh, some of these quips are so good. Yeah. Deathhead is like, words once again have failed me, it seems. And he goes, ugh, and he punches him. Thanks, words. And while they're fighting the sheriff, and they're like, there's two fucking, like, monsters <laughs> fighting in a bar, and they're like, better day in town, huh, sheriff? Huh, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Well, they're like they're like we know about superheroes, and I guess it, eventually they were gonna come to our town. But, but everyone, everyone's like casual. Like the bartender is like like uh, like that's like goes to the bartender after the fight, and he's like, oh, the sound sure tracks a lot of freaks, huh? And the bartender says, you found your way right around here about a map, and they're like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I love that. <laughs> that. That made me laugh. He's like he's polishing a glass, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, and, and alien, and alien robot man. And the narrative <laughs> keeps like this is a boring fucking town, and everyone's like blase, oh, monsters, <laughs> whatever. Well, it's because they're too cool. They're too cool to care. So the fight goes outside as they go out the window. And then this is what Sly was alluding to. There's all these, like, freaks and monsters. And they have people like this one really tall guy with a huge beard that is, like, has claws and is all, like, blue and green. Yeah. He's like Al Moore if you became the whole. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple, like, Alan Moore's people. man thing. <laughs> there's a guy that looks like, like, Beast if he wasn't blue. There's, like, this green alien guy. And then there's just a woman in a tube top. <laughs> Yeah, with her boyfriend in a, a tank top. Uh, tube tops don't have shoulders, you idiot. <laughs> Sorry. It's a crop top. Right? It's a belly shirt, what the fuck it's called. Um, okay, that's not just a belly shirt. That has her whole, like, it, it's, it goes I think really a crop top. So, so Death's Head beats Kite, and Kite gets, like, knocked out, and he goes back in the bar, and that's when the bartender makes a quip. And then this guy comes in, and he is Wrathchild, Scourge of the Dark, Nemesis of the World, Leviathan. And then as he's talking to Death's Head, he walks into, like, a pole, like a pillar in the middle of the room I and knocks himself this. out. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a decent joke. You can see that's yeah. one of the few signs that this guy wrote Guardians of the Galaxy later on. Uh, uh, yeah. I think I think some of his jokes are actually pretty good. Like I laughed consistently throughout this. Did you? The Did jokes you? are decent. Uh, I mean, I mean, stylistically, that's like the panels are arranged. Like it's not just dialogue. The panels are actually arranged. Yeah, in a yeah. Okay, style. that's fair. When he knocks himself out, Death's Head quips, "Hope the lifestyle comes together soon, bub." And then he <sighs> goes in to see Tuck in the restroom. Tuck is his. Hot uh, female not to, okay, I'm partner. Sorry. 
What? It's a it's a half full page of him peeking in on Tuck and he goes, "Honey, I'm homicidal." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, even as a kid, I never fucking got. T- I don't know if he's talked about this in the last episode. I didn't fucking watch it. I don't give a shit. Uh, no, we did. I never got Tuck. Like, what the fuck is her- like the doctor from this, the miniseries is Lisa character. She was like a scientist who like yeah did stuff. Like Tuck is just here to just get brainwashed essentially. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about it in the first uh, series where I was like, she is just like a hundred percent completely useless. And but here, she, there's a, at least like something interesting going on with her where there's this sapphire lotus which was like they got this from the warheads issue that this links to i tried reading that issue and that had i think like four or five plots going on at the same time (laughs) eventually we'll do a marvel uk event probably probably to try to (laughs) show like what we were dealing with in terms of Marvel UK, because every single thing tied into every fucking thing. And yeah. You, you can't, after this, the next issue, the tie into another event. I believe the issue after that's tied into another event. Yeah, it was so <laughs> confusing. And Deathhead and Tuck just appear there and they're like, hey, we came to get the, this main character's gun back for like whoever our client is. They didn't say, and there was no tie in issue for that. And then they're like, oh, that Sapphire Lotus thing that you guys are trying to get looks expensive, so let's get this instead. And that's all the tie-in was for, is that they wanted to pick up this thing, and we didn't even know what it was. And now, apparently, it's giving Tuck psychic powers? Yeah, Tuck, Tuck was like a, a fucking rogue from medieval times, and now she can use levitate things in her fucking bathroom. And this is another joke I like, where um, Duff says, like, I, I don't, don't act like I don't, I don't see what you're doing with my liquor, because I don't like it, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> She's levitating. Uh, I remember yeah. I remember reading a book with Tuck as a kid where she like her and her family are in the woods and they drink from this spring and it makes them live forever. Did you ever read that Sly? What? Is that a you don't know you guys don't know Tuck Everlasting? Uh, <laughs> I never saw it. Wait, did I? Sly, did you make me watch that? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You made me watch something. <laughs> it's a stupid That's movie a... joke. That's it's a it's a book that I read in like middle school. <laughs> anyway, Whatever. you uncultured swine haven't read co- it sounds familiar, but I don't, uh, if I knew like five percent more, I could laugh at it. But I don't. <laughs> so as this is going, um, back it cuts back to the gifted youngster school for X Men. No, it cuts for the first time. Cause you're fucking plot right. Especially <laughs> uh, Jean Ray, Jean Grey's here and Klaus is here, but they don't show up in the actual story comic. I don't know why they're yeah. here. It turns out there's like, the, the, the detecting. Is Jean Grey here? Yeah. Jean oh, Ray is that Klaus her? Is, yeah. I just yeah. thought that was Rogue. <laughs> no, Rogue's Rogue's in the danger room showing off her ass, literally. Oh, when we said TNA, so like they both have yellow and green suits. Yeah, they oh miscalled. They miscalled her. Like I said, they're fucking. Like, oh, this Jean Grey page is really just like, look at my butt. <laughs> no, you mean, you mean rogue, rogue, Ryan? Wait, but she, she has red hair. I, I told you, fucking <laughs> art is so fucking. That's, that's gotta be rogue. That's so okay. So then, that but is then what rogue. power is she using? Because that could be Jean Grey's psychic pink. No, stuff. no. The, the first uh, one is, is is Jean Grey. The one showing her ass in the last panel is rogue. No, I think they're oh they're both rogue. No, that's Jean Grey because it's, it's it's the Jean Grey Jim Lee suit, but they miscolored the fucking. Yeah, uh, and do you see like they're outside? Uh, they're watching them in the danger room. None of those people yeah. appear. So, yeah. Uh, Man. yeah, so rogue is showing out. She looks at the, she looks at the camera and she's bending over the danger room console, basically showing off her ass. Like, and she says, "I'll squirt." And and uh, Cyclops and Beast. Cyclops has a look as basically says, "Don't know if want," and Beast has a look of "Do want." Basically, <laughs> this whole comic is very like male gaze. Like you could show this in like a feminist course and be like, "This is what we're talking about." When it's like the way in which you frame women can be suggestive. Uh, it it is could literally though the suggestive. only <laughs> the only salvageable part of this comic. Even, even, this, is, this is the most uh, dad that I've ever seen in, in in like a mainstream comic though. Like. 
Yeah. I've never, like, people people talk about it like uh, like Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld's never this blatant. Like this is no, really this blatant. is really bad. Yeah. It no. really is just like they're just trying to show off, ladies. And and I know I'm making that joke that it's the only good part, but it's like the the rest of this, like the plot makes no sense ever. The the action is completely impossible to follow. There's yeah. no it's there's nothing good about it. But at least you're like. Yeah, I guess Frog's hot. That's a nice ass. <laughs> the, the, the TNA, the TNA in this issue is like the only thing they attempt to do, and then like you can tell what they're going for. <laughs> the the, the strategies are basically at this time in comics uh, or Marvel UK: show a lot of ass, have a lot of crossovers, <laughs> and, and that's basically it. God, Daryl. So the the, ex, the basically the X Men are like, hey, there's this. We're picking up this energy signal from you know the Sapphire Lotus, so we have to go investigate. So we well, don't know get... what it is, but they're like Oregon. Is it's, a... it's actually locating, uh, attracting all mutants nearby, which is how we know Kite's a mutant, and not fucking Charno. Oh, right, because the Sapphire Lotus is actually summoning <laughs> mutants to it. Because yeah. it cuts yeah. back to Death's Head, who's now fighting more people. Because he's like, I guess he just fights people. And then the woman in the crop top unveils her powers, which is just she has like pointy fingers. And that's not like, rips her shirt. It rips her crop top a little more. Like what? Not a little more, a lot more to where her There's breasts are just like hanging out. There's barely any to begin with. <laughs> and then her boyfriend turns into the green fire guy. Yeah. Also, this is so nice. So he, all the music, the music mentioned before, like the uh, Al Moore Hulk and shit like that. Just had two pieces of shit out of it, like in like a page. Yeah, they're gone. Like, Get the fuck out of here! And they're like, we can take this guy. <laughs> like yeah. they just saw it. Devstep murdered all these people. And fucking. <laughs> well, it's because they were ugly, and these two hot guy, the hot guy and the hot girl, are just like we're the main characters. Now. Also, their power is like they're. I feel like their their powers are so nineties too. Where she she shoots ferro steel tipped quills, and he's like, I shoot fo- scatter shot photon bursts. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, yeah. man. It's basically fire, and she just claws people. Yeah, they do this thing like. They have Wolverine show up, and they keep saying, like, Wolverine, Adamantium Claws, Healing Factor. And then they're like, Death Side 2, Blue Blood, Grania, Crown Medium, Steel Armor. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that is not nearly as efficient as a scriptor. Servo as- Assistant <laughs> Combat Chases, Rot from Cold Smell, Molly Dimdum. <laughs> <laughs> With fusion-powered motivators, multiple Cerebrae input, whiskered titanium And look, look how cool he looks. He's big, he's got his legs spread, his legs are massive. <laughs> to that, be cool, you have to spread your his legs. His arm that transforms into things is like, what is this turning into, like a car? He does look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Why would it be turning into a car? Because it's so big. He's so big. <laughs> he, he does, I, I do think he looks pretty cool. I, I think, I think I, even as a kid, I always thought this, I, I, I wish his body was busier because his, his head is so like detailed. His body is just a blue, like, uh, janitor. I kind of like that he's just, like, this naked blue man with just... Because it focuses you more on, like, how kind of unique his head looks. I, make, I like that he's a naked blue man. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, we were saying how much TNA there is. They're, the guys are also just, like, the again, those pulpy... Like, when you see, like, those old fantasy ones where they're just, like, big... Everyone is, like... Daryl said they all have the same There are a lot of cod build. pieces, too. They're just all big muscle dudes with... Yeah. Uh, Leia with God like, it's like no one in this era didn't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's more than go to the gym. They're like they're like on steroids and they're, they're in bodybuilding competition. Yeah, like they're yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, it's not that they're just fit. They're like, they're muscular. I just want to point this great dialogue. Uh, Death's Head 2 points out, bunches out the green chi- giant storm. Mm-hmm. And this girl goes like, no! And Death's Head goes like, yes! And that's Yeah, that's and then it cuts away because he kills her. And they can't show that because he's so radical. He doesn't kill her, does he? Oh, I guess he does. And the X-Men, the, the X-Men are like, that must be clearly the bad guy. 
Obviously, yeah. we have to attack him about this, this retaining situation first. I mean, they <laughs> did just watch him murder a bunch of people. <laughs> I know, but they're like, we're going to kill... Like, they, they try to kill Devsa too, about even ascertaining... No, they don't. They say we have to do it uh, minimal force to prevent him from continuing No, but like, eventually they're just... That's like, Cyclops. Yeah. Well, it's because he's so powerful, you can't just keep going minimal force against something that's this scary. Yeah. You don't go minimal force against Apocalypse. One thing I do want to say that I really like about this issue that I appreciated is mm-hmm. the X-Men throughout the whole time, you do get to see a lot of like their roles. Like Cyclops is like the general calling all the shots. And mm-hmm. it's not just like go like it's not just like one at a time. I find it funny you yeah. say that because you're a Jubilee fan and Jubilee's role is literally just to do nothing. Like you yeah. say, like go away. Hey, she sets up a big firework distraction later. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. They do fight as a team, and like that's why before when I said it's more of an X Men comic than Death's Head, it kind of is. It works better if you view as X Men comic than Death's. It just yeah. it feels to me like Dan Abnett like took the time to learn these characters that he's writing, and it's not just fodder for Death's Head. I was fight. surprised reading it that it's like oh there is like a team camaraderie thing, and there's almost like a feel because later on, of course, Death's Head's gonna join up with the X Men, and he's kind of just like ornery, and no one likes him, and I kind of like that aspect too because it shows like how nice they are with each other, but then they're, they're like Death's Head, this guy's just like a jerk and he is a jerk i, I think they just view that just so he could be edge lord and like star rivalry Wolverine. well yeah that too i mean I, I, it's I, I, it's both like the same thing it's I'm some too cool. cool like the whole thing is like <laughs> i'm too cool for the x-men you think the x-men are cool check out Death Star 2 stop making a shit x-men comic <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah and the only x-men they really spend time on is wolverine because he's also really cool yeah, yeah. And also yeah, for what it's so worth cool. wolverine did fight death said 2 earlier so they have a like in the first miniseries so they have a little bit of history i have issue literally an issue of fucking history but um <laughs> so and when we say we have great comedy, I, I i don't agree with that statement at all because for, like immediately they split off and psylocke beast and jubilee spend the, the fight uh, trying to enter the bathroom, like that's that's their mission to enter the bathroom. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it was good, but they're not just fodder characters. They're trying to yeah. enter the bathroom because that's where Tuck and the Sapphire Lotus are. They're not trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like that's right though. That's what that's, they need two people just to get the fucking bathroom. Like, well, there's an energy shield over the door. Yeah. That's what, like, Psylocke points out. Oh, there's an energy shield. They have to try and find a way to penetrate the cloak. They split off, like, like they could have just taken out Deficit and going after the fucking Lotus. But they have to, like, Jubilee, what's Jubilee going to do in this? In this <laughs> That's why she's the one trying to get in the bathroom, because she can't fight anybody. She's got little <laughs> firework powers. So she's trying to, uh, as they're trying why to get Jubilee in. Why is here? Oh, that's a better question. In the, ba- in the bathroom is Wrathchild, that guy that's like a, a big dork. But now he's like, he's really buff. He's holding the Sapphire Lotus. And now he's he's a thousand times the man he was when he stumbled past the Paxton city limits. Wrathchild's literally fucking Charles the Rehash. Like a god tier fucking <laughs> entity that, like, even Devastad 2 can't fight. They have to find some bullshit way to defeat him. Yeah. yeah, he literally in this issue was like, I know how it feels to be a god. Which was a blue my mind reading this because i was like wow dan avnet like ran out of ideas like immediately after the series like he's already done like he's done already <laughs> or like ideas for like this i like that this said he's so strong he can only fight gods <laughs> he can't though he can't it's like the bullshit way to beat them he doesn't actually fight them ever <laughs> yeah, he fights them he'll find a way to beat them so they open up the bathroom. It's a transdimensional gate. You get all these crazy colors, like giant crystals, floating orbs, bones of creatures we've never seen. This is when I was like, I don't really understand what's going on. It's like a, it's like a portal to hell. And this this is when I was like, man, I really love Liam Sharp's art on here, which is why I was surprised to see Sly. Like maybe I think is... I think it's mess- I think it's way messier. I think his art his art in the first one had more personality to it. This feels more like he's trying to be too much like Jim Lee. Mm. I can see that. Okay. It's not bad. It's, it's definitely quality. Like, it's definitely quality work. But there's panels. I, there, there are panels that look amazing. But there's like one panel, like like when they finally join up the X Men. 
I feel it looks very much like a poor man's Jim Lee, and this, but this panel's mm-hmm. look like a better man's Jim Lee. Like, I wonder if that was an editorial push that if you have the X-Men show up, you have to look like Jim Lee. Maybe. So the X-Men are all just fighting Death's head. He's just, like, punching Gambit away. And then Rogue tries to sap his powers, but she absorbs all the voices in his head, and she passes out because it's too much for her. Huh? Are you swooning? I didn't think girls swooned anymore. <laughs> and then Wolverine and Cyclops are blasting him. He just doesn't give a shit. He's just punching him. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So Oh, yeah, and Beast, Beast and Jubilee show up. And, and, like, and yeah. Beast sees this and he says, move it, people. My guess is they need our help, if only to get them to a hospital afterwards, because Death's Head's too powerful. Also, there's nothing thing with Jubilee's dialogue where they have her speak in all these lowercase language. I thought it was just mm. like show, like, emphasize, like, she's whispering or something, but no, it's just her fucking... She's like Deadpool. She has her own fucking word bubble. I, I always <laughs> like more, like, unique typefaces or fonts being used for certain characters. I do, but but I like, I like it... Why? Why? Like she? Why her? Why? Why? Why her? Like I? Yeah. I, I, my, 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 my son, why her? Not that said. She's like the junior X Men person. She's little. She's a lowercase X Men. <laughs> but if you know Jubilee, yeah. you know Jubilee's a fucking like she has a mouth on her. She's not fucking mousy at all in the comics. Like, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's, it makes Maybe that was their way of being like that. She is like a teenager committed, whatever. Anyway, the next episode opens with Got your popcorn? Your ringside seat? Good. Wolverine Deathhead, the fight of the year. The one everyone wants to see. The, the cover is Wolverine with his claws out, like a huge close-up of Deathhead 2's face right next to him. It's a yeah. snicked, and Deathhead 2 said, you said it, bub. <laughs> yeah, and so they start, they, they just start bashing each other a whole bunch. Wolverine cuts off. This last issue was called Extinction Agenda. This is called Excuses, Excuses, by the way. Of course, always written X hyphen Qs. Yeah. X hyphen Qs. <laughs> Wolverine cuts off Death's head's the arm that he can transform with, and so then he he throws Wolverine, and they're just really just quipping to each other. It's so quippy. If you're hoping I'll continue this Mastro posturing a while, you'll be disappointed. Uh, sorry to clarify, it was like last issue was extreme prejudice because X Men are so extremely prejudiced <laughs> against Death's head. There's so much going on in this fucking story about the X Men victims of prejudice themselves going after Death's head. And then as as Deathhead is like, you and your friends attack me, Wolverine, end of story. And his his just cut off metal arm turns into a big gun. And he says, end of you. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, fancy gun. Fancy but slow. You'll have to be quicker than that. And Deathhead's like, clearly. Deathhead knows Wolverine's a good guy. He's just going to kill him. And then I love the narration on this page says, what do you mean? What's going on? Where were you? <laughs> Even Abnett knows. It's like, okay, I got to recap it. He's like... <laughs> Rogue passed out. All the mutants have been gathering here after the Sapphire Lotus. Rogue wakes up and she sees Wolverine getting impaled with Deathhead's transformation arm. And I, I loved this page so much as a kid. It, she says stop here. And then, but then she was like for like five more pages. If I go for like five more pages before she actually stops the fight. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's because they can't... They, she has to calm her allies down. This beast is like bopping him, and then no. But Psylocke. what happens? The panel procession is so weird because she's running towards him, and she goes, "Stop!" Wolverine gets blasted, but he's still standing. And then in the yeah. next panel, she just stood where she is, and she's crying in the background. <laughs> and then Beast shows up, and he's like a comedian. You and I may have to quip each other to death, and that's just the worst scenario, I think. Yeah, and he says, "I'll pass." Mom told me not to mock the afflicted, though that hair problem sure is mockable. And then Psylocke shows up, mockable end the distraction because everybody just quips <laughs> yeah. and, he, yeah, he's not get so he, he he gets up in the after says hi oh, i blade i tried toothpaste toothpicks i her more yeah like why would he collapse in agony like, it's, it's because he has to be the tough guy it's like yeah, when you he's get just, like a he's huge talking cut. shit yeah where he's like oh that didn't hurt at all but, 
I know, but like, I, I feel like it, like Dan Abbott like forgot what he wrote, and no, he's like <laughs> he's so cool now. He can stand Sunarks. Yeah. So at yeah. this point, this is when Rogue stops the fight, and she's like, "I I saw into his mind when I absorbed all his personalities. I know he's not the aggressor here. Here he, he's a good guy. I also know yeah. we can't even beat him because he's too OP for us. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like I said, she says this. We might not win the fight against him. I'm like, yes. They do this so many fucking times, and it always makes me fucking laugh because I'm like, thank God, like. Dove says that you're an evil because, like, ap- like, Apocalypse, Magneto, <laughs> the Dark Phoenix. Well, Sensei goes rogue. Wow, we're fucking species because even the X Men, the fiends of Apocalypse can't stop him. Thank fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> now you're understanding why I like that. Said. He's like the Palkia of comics. <laughs> yeah. Palkia is one of my favorite Pokemon because he's so strong. Oh my god, I hate you, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, the X-Men talk to him and they're just getting to know each other. Uh, this is my favorite. This is my, this is my favorite fucking panel. First of all, it's my panel I bitched about where it feels like, it feels kind of, like, this one feels, this panel feels very amateur, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, everyone feels posed very plainly compared to mm. other panels. Like, mm-hmm. they're not fighting. It's the only panel they're not fighting in the whole book. I guess that's why it stands out so weirdly to me. Like, <laughs> Uh, but uh, the thing that makes me laugh is they fucked up Beast and Wolverine. So Wolverine, uh, so Beast now has Wolverine hair, more than Beast hair, and <laughs> yeah. Wolverine now says, "Fascinating." As we just said, talking. Yeah, as he's like <laughs> looking, kind of like giving him a side eye. I just find it funny. I just find it, later on they, they do a merch stamp. I just find it funny to see imagine Wolverine like. Oh yeah, saying fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we then cut to Chicago, where Tuck and Wrathchild are there. They have the lotus, so they're hunting the lotus. Yeah, no, they, they, have, they have the lotus. They, they teleported okay. from the bathroom into Wrathchild's, like the house where he was the guy he was before. Oh yeah, then we get the exposition that he was like this old nerd, yeah. and nobody liked him, and girls never talked to him, and now he has the supreme powers of a god. So that's why he's like, I'm gonna get Tuck as my sidekick. Yeah, I'm gonna get laid finally. Yeah, yeah this one page is all his character is. That's it. We're done. Uh, so now, now, you beauteous creature, is there anything I can get you? Iced tea, soda, the universe, and a slowly turning. Yeah, spin. it's so much pomp. All that matters is what I am now. To man, Superman. To God, Super God. <laughs> and he takes the picture of him as like this old nerdy professor getting his PhD, and he rearrange, he like melts it and molds it so that it's a little statue of his. Of super him. badass 90s costume. Yeah. Uh, so they have a panel, uh, they have a page of the extra heading towards Chicago to find Rapshaw's location. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a panel I, I found funny. Uh, they have, they're talking about a mission, but then they, they, they have a cutaway to Gambit and Wolverine talking. And the conversation is about, like, oh, what about a death set 2? And Gambit's like, oh, I, bet, uh, I hope you're, I'm not in between the next fight between you guys. And it reminded me of, like, that in Simpsons when uh, the, the Poochie episode where Homer suggested <laughs> every time Poochie's off, off panel, you should have everybody talk about Poochie. Because, like, yeah. the X-Men can't even have a conversation about talking about how badass death set 2 is. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's more that to defend this comic. Wolverine saying that death head sure has a way of getting on with people isn't, like, he's really annoying him i know but i think it's, it's, it's like just, it's just to set up this bullshit rivalry that dev's head is out wolverine's like equal yeah as a character yeah. that's what this comic tries to do so bad is it tries to be like both wolverine and death's head like hate each other when it's like they kind of like why would why would they hate each other because well, they're both they're both these like tough edge lords guys well, wolverine like, forgot about dev's head like as soon as he fucking left this comic. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't say that <laughs> So they go over Chicago, and Chicago, there's a whole bunch of, like, mist, kind of? It's hard to tell what it is. It's a lot of different colors. 
I assume they blew up the city. I, I don't know. Oh, I thought they were just saying Chicago was dirty. <laughs> so I talk about the art not being that great because it's it's like drawn like it could be a photocopy. Mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. clear whether it's missed. For me, I thought it was explosion. I could see that. See, because I thought it was like all magical stuff. I just assumed there was like magic down there. I thought it was on fire or something. All they say is looks like it's a hot time in the old town tonight. Yeah, it looks I, like it's on fucking fire. Yeah, it doesn't look like fire. Like, it's, <laughs> but it's magic. It's like pink and orange and brown, I know, but, like watercolor. But, but, but remember, they went to fucking hell in the last issue, uh, Raph's challenge. Yeah, house. that's like, true. They, they could have just brought hell here. Like, we don't know. And the art's not really clear. Meanwhile, Kike <laughs> is walking from Oregon to Chicago, and he's just standing in, like, the desert, just walking with his sword arm. He's next to the road. He's not just in the <laughs> desert. And a car drives past with, uh... <laughs> the hot this, boyfriend like... and girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, boyfriend and girlfriend. And, and the girlfriend's like, like, fuck you, Kite. You suck. Yeah. yeah. Out of the way, Groundhog. See you in Chicago, loser. And then uh, while this is happening, this is set up like these red shoes because now the doctor, uh, Dr. Necker from the miniseries is here. And she's like, Kite's an interesting character. I will f- He's definitely an interesting character. Readers, pay attention to him. He's a great character. I will, I'll, <laughs> I'm following him as the story is going on. Yeah. And then uh, Death's Head drops into the Chicago apartment. And Cyclops is like, oh, we we're supposed to work together. And then Wolverine also jumps down. And then Rathschild's sitting there, and he's got, like, a glowy hand. He's not sitting there. He's hovering in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, he's hovering. <laughs> and <laughs> he's saying, I've been expecting like, you. Hey, <laughs> I am Rathschild. I am Armageddon. He blasts him. Then Wolverine stabs Rathschild in the chest, but it doesn't matter. There's hot tuck. Now she has, like, seraphim wings, like, above her head. Like, yeah, just four wings. More importantly, now she's wearing, like... Looks like it looks like a swimsuit <laughs> with like the, the entire center cut out, like she cut out the entire center. So it's like mm-hmm. a piece of fabric berry covering her best and her vagina, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very bad. But she's got a whole like gauntlet, like a sh- shoulder piece for her arm and for one leg. And then yeah. she punches Death's head, and she's like, "I am no longer. I'm like Tuck, no longer. I'm the force by which you and your friend will perish." And then she starts choking Wolverine. And then when the X Men jump down to try and help them out. They come face to face with giant green like troll ogres Who with is like Piccolo. They call they call Hulk in armor. <laughs> they, they look like Hulk in armor with yeah, uh, yeah. Like a, that's it. That's where they are. Uh, and and they also have these weird arms too. Like they're the side. raptors. Yeah, and yeah. they're like the creators have have the scary secured. You stay still, or we will exterminate you. And Dev says like, oh no, and uh, to be continued. <laughs> he doesn't say oh no. He says ah no, because he can't be like I'm afraid. He's like he's always got to be sarcastic. Yeah, he's he's ag- he's annoyed. <laughs> Time for an external intervention. Uh, so, yeah, this wasn't even fucking. What is that's not even a thing. I, <laughs> um, it's because the raptors are are intervening. The cover is not yeah, as fun yeah. as the other ones. This is just Dead said to beating up those uh, green. Not guys. as fun. He's punching two people at once. That's he's true. uppercutting one guy and slapping the other guy across the face. This is a shitty cover because, like, X Men was like the hottest shit this time. And adver- why would you not advertise the X Men on your it cover? It says guest like, starring X Men. Like, you would fucking miss that, like, if you're not paying attention. Like, if you're scanning an aisle, you'd just be like, oh, fucking robot fighting. But guys. it's worth it because you get one of the Raptor arms, which is, like, almost half the page because it's so massive and big. <laughs> My favorite is, on the- and I-, I know that, like, every cover has this, but there's something about the Death's Head TM that makes me really laugh. Like, who's going to fucking steal this IP? <laughs> <laughs> They did it of every fucking IP. I know, but like, cover. especially with Dead I think he's safe. So it opens yeah. with Tuck choking Wolverine. Uh, I, 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 I want to say his narration. Yeah. Uh, they say Wolverine is the best he is in what he does. And what he's doing right now is getting choked to death. 
<laughs> no, he's the best if he choked himself. No one can get choked with Ben Wolverine. I mean, he does have that healing factor. He probably is the best at getting choked. <laughs> and then Wrathchild and Tuck, like Tuck's kind of starts slipping out of it, and then so she st- stops killing Wolverine. And then there's like raptors that come after them, and Wolverine has his healing factor, so he heals his broken. This really is, trachea. like Sly said, this is all just a big fight scene. Like it never ends. I'm trying to think, like, what's the next event? I'm like, it just this, this is issue it. in particular is extremely fillery because those raptor guys, they just teleport in, and all they do is just fight everyone. This entire like issue. <laughs> that's, that's another reason why the miniseries is so much better because the miniseries at least had time to breathe. This comic gives you no fucking time to breathe. No, ever. but this is what I like. I is think you get, that, like, I, all I'm these... on Daryl's side. I think this is what I like about it because when you have time to breathe, you think, "Wow, I'm reading a really dumb thing." This, I'm just like, "Yeah." <laughs> Well, it's hard because you it is still, like, dumb. Like, you're reading it, and you're like, the whole time, it doesn't explain who any of these guys are, this whole issue. So there's just an army of green Hulk men with, like, long hair that come and fight everyone, and you're like, all right, sure, like, this is a thing now. They all have big Death's Head arms. I, I guess I know because I know uh, the first series is better. I know Andy Lanning wrote Rogue Guardians of Galaxies. I know he could have made Death's Head 2 an actually good comic, and you, you wouldn't feel like an idiot liking this when you were a kid. But no, he had to make it. Makes me wonder possible. when it like came back for like volume two if he was explicitly supposed to like if he want if he was supposed to do more violence and gore and stuff. Because I, I have a, I have a feeling he was trying to like he was supposed to play up the '90s stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't imagine that he would be like this. Really reads a bit because like, as as Deathhead's fighting these these guys, it's actually showing their blood because they're, they're not like technically living creatures, so you don't have yeah. to feel bad for them dying. He like, smashes their fucking heads in. And yeah, it's like it's a lot, a lot of blood. Of blood. <laughs> then they say right after. I tried to psionically probe them, but they're not alive. So, uh, feel free to slice them to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But they look really human. They bleed. So, yeah. I'm I'm wondering. I think they are alive. Yeah. Also, also Overy and Dustin murdered them like super hard. But then more comes to like we gotta run like we 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 bitched these guys. It's, out. It's that they got... regenerate, right? Uh, so even though they get bashed, but like it's uh, not okay. like Dustin barely so. wins. <laughs> like I feel like they could keep going. Yeah, these guys are well, really well, that strong. Well, because what they say is they came in uh, expecting human level technology and fighting, and so when they started to see lasers and stuff, they're like, "This isn't what we expected oh. in this timeline." And then they're like, "We have to start upgrading our skills." And so as yeah. they, as the X Men and Death's Head escalate the violence, the Raptors are like, "Oh, these guys aren't regular humans. We need to be." Stronger. Oh, and this is—I misspoke before when I said Wolverine and Death's Head knew each other. This is where they expose it as they're retreating. That the Wolverine from the last miniseries was an alternate future Wolverine. So Death's Head knows Wolverine, but Wolverine doesn't know Death's Head. I yeah. forgot. And <laughs> yeah. he, he explains to him in that alternate future that they fought an enemy far more powerful than these <laughs> raptors. And Death's Head says, we won. You died. Satisfied. <laughs> So that they start running away because apparently the X-Men were split up, which again, this is like a failing of the comet where you're like, are the X-Men in that building or not? Because there's like barely any backgrounds, all like magical. <laughs> yeah. like It was a panel to establish fire. that Wolverine and Dev's hair on the head. Like, I, I assume they're right behind them. Like, it made it seem like they were right on the spot and they just jumped out the building. Yeah, but, but then they... you see Death's head and Wolverine jumping across rooftops while the raptors are running around. You're like, where the hell is Cyclops and Jubilee and the rest? So then when we see them, they're fighting <laughs> like a female version of the raptor that's just like more naked and super busty. Yeah, impossible proportions yeah. on her body. And we get a page that's just really spotlighting all of Psylocke's butt and side boob in her like ninja costume. And it's just like... 
extremely egregious. <laughs> so here, here's a bit of color to the characters. That, okay, this, I, this is a good uh, sign of what you guys are talking about with the, with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psylocke is a connect, telepathic connecting all the X-Men. And the guy can prepare to strike. So Psylocke's coordinating a plan. And he tells everyone besides Jubilee. And Jubilee is just like whistling to herself while everyone's coordinating a plan. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, you see everyone talking and her is just music bubble over her head. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, when the fight starts, she just starts punching in the air like... What? Why does she use her fucking fireworks in fucking comic ever? <laughs> she will eventually, in a context I don't oh, remember. No. Maybe, maybe it would be too many colors. It's already impossible. <laughs> what's going on. Like in any of these fights, I'm like, yeah. it's just like a like vomiting like neon '90s colors <laughs> everywhere. Really like these these bright pinks and greens and like. And, and next panel is Rogue fighting one of the Raptors, and I, I just noticed like when they draw like Rogue. They draw her ass like if she was naked, and then like draw her co- like they just color yeah, it. Yeah, over it. Like like it's like you know boob sock that 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 thing where you, you see each individual boob. Oh yeah yeah. Ass, yeah. Ass, it's like ass cheek yes. sock. Like, yeah yeah because you get to see from <laughs> well, the cert. Yeah down. I mean they're wearing like tight spandex all the time. No, but this is right? this is like a hard black line. It's not like shaded in, so you get to yeah, see one cheek yeah. versus another. And what yeah. The, uh, there's yeah. so much here. I was just like the movies where it's still like a visible cloth over there, but here no. They're wearing like spandex. Yeah. Ryan, do you like that Rogue is fighting this guy that is just has uh, dreadlocks and that's how he fights? Is he sends out his dreadlocks like sentient hair? Like and, Medusa? And like to, why would I like. Ha- yeah, it, it becomes technical <laughs> point. I don't why know. would I like or not like that? I don't have to, I'm neutral. I don't know. Maybe you're the kind of guy that likes that. He's asking Ryan if you have a tentacle porn fetish. No, so. not tentacle. Just like hair control. No, it's a tentacle porn. Like she's. Rogue is swimming by the guy's tentacles. Yeah, no, those dreadlocks are straight up tentacles. They're, they, they're more like big worms. They're like. Like segmented and everything. <laughs> yeah, they are really wormy. So yes, to answer your question, yes, I like it very much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Deathhead and Wolverine show up, and Deathhead's like, "What do you say, Logan? As these Raptors learn about us, they adapt their defenses and offenses accordingly. What do you say we put our Raptor combat experience to the test?" That's actually not a good clip. <laughs> Don't mind that one. <laughs> so then they, they they get to they finally reach Tuck. And... Oh, we did get a scene uh, in cut in between this big fight of Tuck in her really weird bathing suit. Kicking a raptor in the throat while his face exploded out blood. He's vomiting blood. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty exploited to me, but uh, yeah, she's yeah. holding her own until they find her and she's just hung up on a tree, dangling by her bathing well, suit. She, she got shot in one scene, and then, like, they presumably. The raptors captured Wrathchild and the Sapphire Lotus, and they left just left Tuck to die. I don't know who put her on this tree. Yeah, so it looks like she's, she's, like, she's like hung up on this tree. Yeah, that must be giving her a massive wedgie. <laughs> It's supposed to looking mad, uh, like an emotional scene because they're absolutely like holding your arms. Yeah, looking sad. It looks hilarious because like she's drawn like straight like look at my tits at the camera while he's holding her up. Uh, yeah, yeah, instead of like him holding her so that she's facing him, he's holding her towards the the <laughs> camera. Yes. He's like holding so, so her camera. body's yeah. like perpendicular so that you can see everything. It's such a bizarre shot. And this is like kind of like this is why I mentioned like sometimes like I feel like. Uh, Liam Sharp's art doesn't hold up as much as the first uh, It looks like this tuck wasn't everlasting. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I find it funny because it's supposed to be the most moment because, like, Sock was like, we have to get ready. And Woodhead's like, shut up. Tuck is my friend. Yeah. Huh? And yeah, I'm like, not Tuck. Who could conceivably give a fuck about Tuck? Like, <laughs> I like Dempsey at this time when I read this, and I did not give a shit about yeah. Tuck. Who gives a fuck about Tuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tuck Everlasting? More like Fuck Everlasting. <laughs> and then we cut to Kite walking through the fucking icy it's mountains. The same, it's the same scene. 
He's walking. Necker's interested in the same scene. No, but I love because the page ends with Necker saying, "We wait once more, but not for much longer." It's them being like, "Don't worry, this this will pay off soon. Don't don't worry about it." <laughs> also, there's a robot with just like huge boobs next to Necker. <laughs> Why would you put boobs on a robot? I don't know. I, I think I think that's all. No, they're suits, right? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. Think about it. She just like designs robots all the time. I know, but she also wears suits like that. But I think you're right, because it has, like, antennas on it, so I think that is uh, a robot. Follow-up question. Uh, I wouldn't put boobs on a robot. <laughs> uh, follow-up question. Does it fucking matter at all? <laughs> no, it yeah, doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, follow-up question. Uh, the robots that we made as humans so far, how many of them have had boobs? Uh, probably uh, most of them. Probably most of them. So, anyway. Yeah, I, I, that's the first thing we've, as humanity, the first thing we've done is make fuckable robots. <laughs> like, that's the first <laughs> thing we've done. Like, we can't say that's crazy. I've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> You think first? First, you think we're not gonna the robots aren't gonna kill us. Now you think we're not gonna fuck robots? I mean, come on. Yeah. No, but like, oh if God. unless you designed the robot specifically for sex, why would you put boobs on? So just in so case, like, if she can't sell robots, just in case. <laughs> like, if you, if you make a robot, and no one wants to buy for also, time, you just sell for what, fucking. You want it to look human-ish, so you can like hang out with it. Yeah, you can hang right. out with it. I know what you mean. But so. but can't you give it a chance not just like two individual like breasts? Whatever. Oh, it's weird. Shut up, Carol. Anyway, Death's Head and the rest of the X-Men crew just teleport for some reason and they're gone. So this issue was like completely pointless because all it did is just reunite the X-Men. I guess... Well, Tuck got hurt. Yeah, Tuck got hurt and Wrathchild got captured, which could have happened at the end of issue two. But that doesn't matter because now we're at the premiere, the final of this arc. Issue four, its cover is a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. so they call, it's called uh, Rapshot Triumphant, like, question mark on the cover. Mm-hmm. First of all, they say the final chapter of Lotus FX. What the fuck does that mean, Lotus FX? <laughs> this is, Lotus this is what the series was called, the four issues. But yeah, with Lotus yeah. Special Effects? Like, I don't know. But this, this issue and, is also called uh, Exterminations. Uh, so this cover is exactly like the final cover to issue four of the... the, the First series because it's all these characters fighting double double page mm-hmm. and charm and now uh rap shot is like charm now like yeah uh, the, the best thing. part is cyclops doesn't have any of the like yellow straps that he usually has on his costume he's just got the blue dead head body and he's shooting an optic blast into the back of a raptor and flexing for some reason <laughs> it's good to see his sweet sweet ass bicep <laughs> they're all so buff <laughs> Anyway, it starts with Deathhead being teleported into this cold reality bubble. Oh, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, also on this cover, Jubilee is actually using her fireworks to kill a raptor. So, you know, she's important now. Can her fireworks do that? Uh, Sure. In Deathhead, too, land again. <laughs> they're pyrokinetics. Are they pyrokinetics? Yeah. yeah, they're pyrokinetics. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't usually use them to kill aliens, though. Yeah, I didn't know if it if she only did like light based. Yeah, I stuff. thought they were no, light. Da- Dazzler is light based. Only. Yeah. Uh, Jubilee. I thought Jubilee and Dazzler were the same. <laughs> okay, if you think that's weird, there's also a character called Boom Boom that's like, that's called Boom Boom. That's the exact same pattern as Jubilee. They're literally and like in one year they created three Jubilees. I'm not fucking kidding. Uh, all you're doing is you're bringing X Men down to desert level at this rate. Uh, Boom Boom rules. So does Jubilee and so does Dazzler. They're all great characters. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing. Like they're all uh, so does Dazzler, right? <laughs> Thing yeah. like X Men is so good, like it took like three characters as the same fucking thing, and they're all separately interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's just funny when you describe yeah. it. Anyway, oh, uh, so in, now we it, meet this new fucking character. Jesus Christ! No, that she's not new. She wasn't Death's Head One, if you guys remember. Uh, yeah. So uh, this will actually this is this puts me off too because she was actually I liked it in Death's Head One. They just had random world building where Death's Head teleport to his mission and save this pink alien. 
from a guy because he oh, he had to get yeah. the knowledge of how to use forearms from the forearm guy that was hassling her because she yeah. has the ability of like what was it called where you can see the future foresight yeah yeah. But yeah so like it was future sight and it was like it was a tease that she's gonna be called he's gonna become Death two and not yeah just, she um, said to him we will meet again yeah. So here's how she looks. She is she has Medusa hair. She has three fingers, and on each arm she's got like a like a long glove. Yeah, and then she also has stockings. And then for her torso and the stockings thighs, go up to mid thigh. Yep. Yeah, and then she's got but her a- like her center is basically like if you had a character walk in the movie, put on duct tape on her boobs and her vagina, and since mm-hmm. my costume, that's yep. exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually back in the the first issue, she was actually wearing like a torn bikini, and here yeah. it's just like straight up like. Purposely blocking any kind of genitals. Uh, and here's why I mean, like, why Josh not as good because at least in the in the in the first one, she had, like uh, her face like looks like had a soft look to her. Mm-hmm. Here she just looks like uh, like fucking Psylocke or yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't mean art is getting worse for me here. Yeah. So she t- explains to him that they're inside of this bubble that she created. Uh, she had controlled the rap, and this is like this this exposition dump isn't that great either because <laughs> no. it, it like. I didn't get it. It barely know. establishes that the only way it establishes that she was the original creators of the Raptors is after they appear and Rogue says, Raptors, I thought they were Phaedra's heavies. Phaedra's no, she says lady. that. She said that before. She did? She did. She says, I'm the creator of this world. You're the creator of the Sapphire Lotus. You sent those Raptors after us. Oh, you sent, that's Raptors. it. You sent those Raptors after yeah. us. And the reason why they, they clarify after is because they need to get straight to the next fight scene. Because there's literally only two pages of break. They literally get teleported <laughs> to the dimension. And there's two like two pages before Raptors catch up to them. Like, yeah, and there's it. like all these floating stones. This crazy demon also, tree. while she's expositing this, it keeps the camera <laughs> keeps spinning around her. So there's one, you just see her completely naked ass. Then there's yeah. another. Other one where it's like a side. Oh yeah, her, yeah. When I said she has duct tape on her vagina, that means her ass is literally she's naked. <laughs> yeah. This is this this is fucking she's naked from behind. You yeah. See her it's ass. so yeah. weird and like the camera is just like spinning around her while she's expositing, so you have like lots of different parts of her to look at every time she's talking about whatever bullshit this is. Oh yeah, I don't know if you said this. This issue is called exterminations, by yeah. the way. I said that. that. I, I just yeah. lied. Okay, yeah. <laughs> But I just want to just Andy Landing was like I'm doing the X Men book I'm gonna make every fucking uh, for what it's worth uh, Dan Abnett book. wrote it Andy Landing inked it God Sly what I forget which <laughs> one's which <laughs> so they there's some more fighting Deathhead says to Jubilee look after Tuck and Cyclops is doing some cool poses on this page <laughs> he's really doing poses. <laughs> So, do you guys like that there is no horizontal frames at all for this almost the entire issue until the end? Yeah, it makes it really annoying to read on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Say, I will say, um, I'm giving Dan Abney some fucking excellent lore credit. <laughs> I find because the, the Raptors are like they, they're robots. They, they, when you fight them, they learn what you how you fight. Sentinels. Uh, yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Cyclops is like, we fought Sentinels before. We can basically like fight against these. Just mm-hmm. mix up your fights. Like we've done it before, X Men. Yeah, I told shit. you this is good. It's nice yeah. to see like that stuff rather than just like let's beat these uh, green bastards. Because then it's like, oh, this is an actual callback to X Men. I do really like yeah. that they keep reminding us that they're robots, so that it's okay that they're like bleeding a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and like Beast is like clawing through one's face. He's like, "This is fun, isn't it, Rogue?" And she's like, "I can think of safer ways to pass the time, sugar." And man, there's a lot of fighting, <laughs> and, and you get more more of Cyclops flexing as he's blasting. He's really, always flexing. <laughs> 
And then they end up teleporting to this cool, like, ta- floating tower garden place. They go to Pandora. I also, I also, it also made me realize the reason why uh, Dev's Head is so fucking cosmic, very fucking story arc, it's probably because this is around the time when Jim Sterling was writing, like, the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. It, like, it feels like it's really trying to go for that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, you have to help my friend talk. She's apparently, she's addicted to the powers of the Sapphire Lotus. They did mention that last issue, too. Yeah, Psylocke had probed the mind. And then, um, (laughs) Phaedra gives this this giant (laughs) Lord (laughs) Dump. This page. <laughs> like, I don't know why you even parse any of this. In the background are like cosmic entities because like. That's what I'm talking about. This is, this is Jim Starlin's page, but it's happening in a schlock fucking book. There's like all these. The background is space, and you see all these planets and these giant heads eating the planets. There's giant, giant cosmic entities in the background. They have nothing to the story. This, this like, girl. So these characters are from the Warhead story, but it's just like. Oh, this, I was wondering. I'm like, who are these? Is that supposed to be Cable or something? You have Nick Fury with seven eye patch. He has a red eye. Woo. Yeah, there's a girl that she just she's wearing a thong and her ammo belt's covering her breast. That's all she has for a shirt, and she has a thong that says "not!" exclamation point. Yeah, thong says "not" on it. And they're talking about how she she created the Sapphire Lotus just for herself to create a safe universe or or safe like microcosm for herself outside of the omniverse but then the chaos and order were fighting over it and they got got stolen the uk has to have more lax laws about nudity right (laughs) because Phaedra's ass is just explosive well she's also an alien so she might not have genitals like she might not have a butthole Oh, so that's that's the defense they got past the comics. Yeah, it makes it like, okay. No, she doesn't have a butthole like, in there. <laughs> like if, if I show this panel to anyone, it's a girl st- like stalking uh, legs, stalking arms, like this is a, a fucking prostitute. Naked. Uh, I started <laughs> reading this book in the library hey. today and was like, nope, never mind, gonna read it later. <laughs> so Phaedra's real sad. Deshead grabs her by the arms, like you know, real men do, and is like, uh, we'll help you out. He's doing it so that they can help Tuck, and the X-Men are doing it just because it's like, well, if Wrathchild survives, they could go after their universe, so might as well. Yeah, because that's just too cool to care about anything. And uh, this is my favorite panel, because they fucked up uh, Wolverine and Beast. Oh, no, Wolverine now says, Part of my friend's matters, Wrathchild, but I'm afraid that ever since you stole his partner and Sapphire Lotus from him, he's been a bit trigger-happy. <laughs> No, that's classic Logan. Also, Wrathchild at this point has taken off his cool mask, and he just has, like, a million really sharp fangs. He, no, no, he hasn't yeah, taken he's off. He's Charnel now because he has the exact same thing that Charnel had, where half his face is something else, half his other face is Yeah, it, else. it's like, melted into his face. But I like is whereas Charnel's, like, more like the chaotic red, this guy's this cool blue and crystal, which is way more so my he's vibe. He's covered in boils, just like Daryl. And then <laughs> and he's got all these really sharp fangs, and it, he's sticking out his tongue while he t- while he's talking, and he's biting. Because Venom's bigger on he's this time. Biting he's biting into his own tongue. Which yeah, there's, yeah, it's bleeding. It's That's so funny because he's biting into his own tongue and bleeding all over the place while he's expositing. What did that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> like this? Not in the slightest. Did you think I would do it? Not detect your approach? Ow. I have to wonder if, like, reading this more, I have to wonder if Andy Lanning wanted to write a good book and Marvel was like, no, you got it. You mean Dan Abner? <laughs> I forget which one's which. <laughs> And then they're like, no, Venom's cool. You gotta have him a fucking tongue. Yeah. You gotta have the Venom teeth. You gotta have That's that what I was show. saying. I wonder if Dan Abnett, when he, they said, when, like, he was either talking to them about pitching, like, a Death's Head Volume 2 or continuing and stuff, and they're like, yeah, do it, but, like, like really make it crazy. Yeah. Like, make it cool. And it's like, so time I, travel? They're like, no, just, like, just do what you did with Charnel, but do that again. But, like, I, I think, like, he, like it feels like he's half taking a piss at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt a lot of this was tongue in cheek or tongue or teeth in tongue. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Death's Head and Wolverine get teleported to go fight Charnel because they're the two coolest guys or the only ones able to fight him. And then everyone else is just fighting a bunch of raptors because now they obey. But Death's Head and Wolverine get punked out. What happened? Oh, no. Tuck appears. She's okay. And she's like, no, my beloved, don't crush them. Let me kill them. And he's like, Tuck, I thought you were dead. And she's like, my love for you kept me alive, Ratchet. Do you not remember how you felt even now as you walked as a god? Can you not imagine how the things between us could be? So he's like, yeah, I do like, I do want to get laid by you. This is wonderful. Can this be so? Am I to be content at last? I, to think <laughs> what I once was and now to have such beauty at my command. <laughs> and then I love is that, like, she's buying time, but she reveals herself before Jubilee. Oh, finally, Sly, what we've been building this whole time in the background, <laughs> little Jubilee finally grabs the sapphire lotus and blasts him with no she's like, she's like getting ready to charge she's like charging her laser like taking her time yeah it's like, it's like a panel for her no to do she it. saves the day she's the hero here so this tuck is actually phaedra who had cloaked herself as tuck which was weird to me because i'm like when did they see wrath's child and like how did they know that he liked yeah. tuck this much that he would take time away to do that yeah, I didn't even get that from the scenes around panel that he was attracted to her. I thought, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? It's like, this is a really risky maneuver uh, to just, just be like, know, I'm just going to try. They and... know that the people who bought this book would, like, think about <laughs> the artists. They're, they're, just like, they're just like, oh, they're, those, they're horny those lame too. nerds will definitely just immediately understand. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's why that's why I brought up like why like why they keep making like fucking god tier level enemies because that said is a detriment to the story. Yeah. Like, excuse me. The only reason like like he doesn't do anything to help. Really. Jubilee's like, the real hero here. We we all know. yeah like Jubilee, Phaedra, Tuck are more important. As uh, I'm sorry, person. but in RPGs you have to have a tank absorb the damage. So you're saying that uh, because it's Jubilee, Phaedra, and Tuck, you're saying this is like a feminist masterpiece. These are like the real heroes or the women. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go crazy. <laughs> so Jubilee uses the Sapphire Lotus. I don't even know how they know to do I guess they talked to Phaedra about this. She blasts her fireworks through the Lotus, which enhances it, which hits him. And then you get a nice but, but spread. What I, was to look, what I was trying to look to earlier is Phaedra reveals herself early. Just to give uh, Ralph Child enough time to almost ruin the mission, yeah. like whatever. <laughs> so they they blast uh, Wrath Child with all like Sapphire Lotus powers and stuff, and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then you get like this nice cut of like all the X Men fighting. Psylocke has almost lost all of her clothes <laughs> as she's fighting. You just get from behind. And she's only got like a thong of her clothes left. And Rogue, the only character that isn't showing skin, her costume has ripped, so her cleavage is out. Of course, thank God. <laughs> and then so they're blasting him. We and do then also get a big. Big shot of Cyclops' nipples, though. Yep. Thank God. Does <laughs> <laughs> that grabs the Sapphire Lotus and shoves it into Wrathchild and get a full page explosion of him. And then everything's okay. But in order for Tuck to be healed, she, like, put a Sapphire Lotus petal around her neck. I just want to point to... out that after Wrathchild explodes, it cuts to, like, Death's Head waking up. And he's just, like, on a throne. He's sitting on Wrathchild's throne. And Phaedra is just, like, draped over him. <laughs> yeah. Also, because it's, uh, you know, for now, even if now he's only two pages long. It's just to get to, get to the point. Phaedra immediately is like, I gotta go heal Tuck. I'll, she'll, she'll heal best when she's in her home planet. Yeah. She teleports away by this tongue without even like, uh, like running by anyone else, and that's it too. Like, what the fuck? Like, her own plan is medieval, fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck. Yeah, I have to go find her now. Teleport me to her. So in two panels, Tuck is teleported. That's a Tuck is teleported. Oh, but she also says, "Don't be surprised if your reunion is delayed." And he's like, "What do you mean?" So obviously he's going into some other fucking crossover. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, or timeline. <laughs> Which it ends. Death's Head in solo action in our Mystic Wars crossover. <laughs> next issue. Yeah. And the X-Men go home and that's next issue. Be uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize, listeners, if you had any, if you could follow any of that. I, oh, yeah. You're better than us. You're better, you're better follow than us. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's not good. But I love the art. I love how big these guys are. And, like, I did, a, like, a lot of my monster drawings were very similar to, like, a lot of these guys. And I love the Wrathchild design of, like, that guy melting. Because remember, I had this. This was my very first Death's Head. So I didn't have a Charnel to compare it to. So this was my original guy of, like, this guy's so cool. It's so funny because I did the exact same thing. But I grew up. I don't, I don't get it. I grew though. up. How? Oh, Daryl. What? How, What's up? How are you still alive? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I can't. I. It's not that I don't think you should be able to like this because you know. I, I think fine. you should be. I don't think you should be able to like this. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I. This is I'm, why we can't instate slice communist <laughs> utopia. I'll grind episode two and everyone will be happier for it. <laughs> I. I understand liking this uh, from like a weird like it's stupid but I enjoy it perspective. Yeah. But then when you get un- like you're like this this great thing is not that great and I'm like yeah like you you <laughs> shot on Bunch of Thousand Nine Nine fuck <laughs> off Daryl <laughs> oh man and there's they're pretty stylistically similar except this one is more of a, a soupy mess of nothing but uh, can you not see that maybe this soupy mess of nothing is my Punisher twenty ninety nine and I do like the soupy the how crazy everything is yes yeah but at least I I realized Punisher Thousand Nine Nine like was trying to go for like a judge trait type of like parody tone like this is just like this is you could say hey, this is a parody hey, no. of that. I realize this is garbage I don't recommend <laughs> this to anyone <laughs> unless you're four <laughs> or if you're really horny <laughs> oh, you're and, and, and you're not allowed to get pornography <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Phaedra is pretty uh I, I liked her more than Tuck <laughs> Yeah, Patreon, like, I was disappointed, like, they made her, like, this, this MacGuffin, because I thought she was, her design was interesting, but here's, she's just fucking, look at my ass. Um, yeah, hey. she'd just kind of be here to be like, hey, here's the plot, also, I, I mean, I guess she did disguise herself as Tuck. Not a bad comic. Not, not, not it's, it's, it's salvaged at the end, but, because I actually like her, like, some of the designs, like, Charnel and, like, Rats it's very complicated. It's, it's like it's, it's like too complicated to be like a great design. Yeah. But it's visually interesting. Like Lime Sharp is a talented artist, and like too bad like Andy Landing and Dan Abney couldn't tell good stories in the nineties because it would have been revolutionary for his time. Again, it could really just be a thing that they were pushed to really make I, this I, as I like campy in nineties as possible. Because this yeah. is ninety two, so you're still like you know forming the nineties aesthetic, right? Yeah. yeah. And when we get to uh, like you read Warheads, but when we get to more Marvel UK, like Marvel <laughs> UK was trash. Like I find it funny like Alan Moore wrote for Marvel UK, and he thought Marvel America was like trash. Like fuck you, <laughs> Alan Moore. Like, you like you gotta say like this is what UK is. Uh, Actually, you can suck my fucking <laughs> <laughs> So okay, uh, in that vein, would you, uh, Sly? Would you read more of this Death Head too? <laughs> yes, it is so fucking dumb. It's fucking pretentious shit. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> that at the end, <laughs> see, he's been shitting on the comic the whole time. He's like, yes, I've told you guys. It was so fun to shit on. Like, it is so dumb. I told you guys for like ten years, Sly's online username was Death Head too. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to that. Uh, Daryl, would you read more of this? 
I remember the last time we did this, when we covered Deathhead 1, I read the entire Deathhead Volume 2 oh run. God. So, obviously, I would and I did. Right now, I, I'd be like, I'd rather read something else. But... <laughs> You've definitely Deathhead 2 now. No. I don't know, I've been reading Bleach, God help me. Oh, no, what about you? No, I do not like this. <laughs> I don't even like it in, like, it's dumb and I can enjoy it way. It's like, it's so dumb that I don't feel like anything's happening ever, because it's just... When you, when you have constant stuff happening, it's basically like yeah. <laughs> I, I want to clarify. Like I said, Daryl wants to do dumb Nani stuff. Like yeah. I'd rather have something like this where I know the writer can do better than like a, like Rob Liefeld trying his hardest and my writing just unreadable trash. Like it is so bad. Like you can't even read it. Like there's not even TNA to keep you interested. Yeah. Like anything. I, I'm I'm gonna pull like a sly and Ryan and say that later in the run, Phil, there is actually more. Like this is the only thing where the plot's almost nonsensical and you can't follow any of it. It's just all action set pieces and Are stuff. Are you trying to literally, literally fucking hype up more than said too Yeah, because he has to go to Lionheart to see Tuck, and he has to deal with their internal politics there. Because if you care. remember I, that I the general, <laughs> sure, no, 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 Daryl had uh, Daryl. Uh, two had two chances to make impression. Yeah. Daryl had to just make impression too, and he fucked it up by just these comments. I, I thought that I was enjoying it as we were going through it, but then when I got to Dead Set 2 will appear next in the Mistech Wars crossover, <laughs> I have never been less interested in something in my entire life. So I'm firmly on Team Phil. No thanks. I don't care about it. <laughs> well, I, I was just so glad it was over after. Don't, don't you guys want to see more time travel shenanigans with Dead Set? There's more of that stuff where he's like, we got to get to 1993 or whatever. Oh, man. Oh, wait, that's the present day. That's why he has to get back there. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> are we done with this? Yeah, I guess we are. He also meets Dr. Necker's mom. <laughs> I'm trying to think of cool things. I'm like, that's the only oh, one. <laughs> oh, wait. I, oh, no, there is a cool thing that happens later on. He has a big arm. <laughs> that's always I, I know. I know issue nine, what happens is issue five... He fights a, a literally, Wait, don't spoil a him. literally recolored version of himself. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, in fighting games when they have a palette swap version of, yeah. of like Megalodon, that's really what he fights. Like, yeah, he's, he's Dad red. and Abney and uh, Andy and I were playing Street Fighter, and they were like, "What if this was Death Set Two Issue 5? And that's what they did for Issue Five. Issue Nine, he goes back in time and sees his origin again. So if you like Issue One of Death Set, the original Issue, well, Issue Nine's a tricky because he's like, "Should I stop?" Myself from killing guys, he, he does it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Although this is this is how I feel when you talk. About yeah, but shit. it's always. But then wrong. I'm the one talking. I can't listen to other people do what I do. It's infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm glad that we talked about that said too. I don't know if you are, dear listener, but if you want something maybe a little more focused, you should check out the other shows. The Flying Machine Network. I want to recommend uh, Short, Colorful, and Loud this week. They moved their release date to Thursday. So they... Well, not this week, because they're bi-weekly too. But whatever. That's not important. They're new episodes on Anastasia. <laughs> and it's the 1997 animated film. And it's great. So everyone should listen to that. Make sure you follow them and subscribe so that when shows change the release date, you can know and still be... And still find it. Same thing with us. You should subscribe. And review and all that stuff. Also... Please like and subscribe. Yeah, please like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, I also want to plug something on the Patreon that if you've been following my music column, uh, 33 and a third under 45 on the Flying Machine blog, I now have a podcast version of episodes that will come out 
the 15th of every month on the Patreon for only a dollar a month. So if you can't wow. commit to the $5 a month level that gets you our bonus episodes, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash flying machine for $1. And you'll get my fully narrated with all the music I talk about podcast episodes. So you should check that out. $1 a month for a year is like three cups of coffee. So, for less know, than the price on. of your daily coffee, you could listen to me talk about how sad I am all the time. <laughs> so You could have said David Bowie. I drink that better than coffee. It invigorates me. Your tears. Yeah. Uh, so you should check all those out. Do we have anything else we have to say? No, right? No. No. Okay. We're good. Oh, wait. Uh, strap in. That's what we have to say. Oh, yeah. We got some big things coming down the pipeline. So Yeah, some really... Like, we have the next six uh, episodes that we're going to be producing already planned out, and they're all linked together, so get ready. Yeah, we have something... Share universe shit. Six? Yeah. It's going to be a lot more... Uh... Oh, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really, really good, and we're really excited, but I don't want to say anything until next time. No, the one teaser you could go is you could just say, Detective Comics. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be talking about a single issue of Detective Comics, but we may be talking about lots of issues from Detective Comics Comics, if you know what I mean. The world's greatest detective. We'll talk about our uh, detective story next detective time. Detective Chimp like, will show up. Anyway. Cool. Don't you mean elongated man or whatever? <laughs> anyway. Oh, the world's greatest detective. <laughs> thank you for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been recording with my whole ass out. My costume is literally just duct tape on my vagina and boobs. <laughs> I've been fuck everlasting. And I've been biting my tongue off with my shot teeth. <laughs> Ow. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>